0: This is O One
1: Radio. One Radio.
2: I'm Stuart Hardy. What the fuck just happened?
0: The best things in life are free, but you can give them to the birds and bees. I want money.
3: Who am I? You're Stuart Hardy, embittered cynic and media commentator. And who are you? I'm the very ill, Rick Lee, your producer and partner in
2: crime. And what's the point again? Uh, To kind of take a cynical look at the Christmas media around us. These are some of the questions we ask every day when we read a paper.
3: Emails expose Miliband's fury at nightmare balls. Watch TV. Are Christmas baubles edible? The 7 o'clock something show has the answers. Or watch a movie. We've got the exclusive trailer for the new Christmas movie where people say the word Christmas again in a Christmas gain and again in a Christmas
2: gain until it loses all Christmas meaning. This is What the fuck Just Happened. A Christmassy satire show full of spite and malice. I'm lesbian Sue Perkins.
4: And I'm non-lesbian Mel Goodrich. week, our bountiful bakers are wrestling up a ten-foot traditional Yule log.
1: <laughs> I've never even handled six inches before. current turnformer turned current TV actor Michael Lavelle is first up. Well, it looks delightful, but it's
4: lacking a little on taste. Mmm, yeah. Uh, I'm not quite sure. The structure's a bit funny, uh, and it's hard to tell what's gone wrong uh, just from eating it. Do you mind? Uh, I'm I'm just going to stick my dick in it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there, there it is. The dough's been a bit uh, ooh, underproven. That's, that's why you can see it breaking up as I uh, move around. It's not a bad bake, though. The crispy chocolate... Round the sides feels very really nice. Uh, right, I'll I'll just slip out.
3: Thanks very much, Michael Okay then, so it's the part of the show where this week we watched and in our planning for this we were being Hideously cynical, as per usual when we do you, know, cri-
2: you know, Christmas starts end of November. We said, you know, definitely,
3: oh, we'll start our series kind of right at the start of December. There'll be loads of Christmas stuff on
2: TV. You know, Christmas lasts like three months, doesn't it?
3: And we, and, and we say that everybody says this all year, and I think we've already <laughs> learned a valuable media <laughs> lesson for you here is Christmas advertising does start in the first week of November. I was thrilled when John Lewis and everybody else started pounding them out first week of November. Christmas TV definitely
2: doesn't, does it? No, it really doesn't. The second we saw those first adverts come out, we were like, yes, we're going to have loads of great stuff to talk about and nothing...
3: Not even a trailer at the moment. We've no idea what's coming in weeks two, three, and four, kids.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Um, So what I thought we should do is take a look at what I'd like to call nothing TV. Mm. Sort of like mini one shows, I call them, because I I call these shows nothing TV because there's nothing in them that your average person would find remotely interesting in real life. And if you have watched any of these shows, you know which ones I'm talking about. There are strong chances are none of it's going to resonate afterwards. Which is what this essence of what Christmas TV that will be in planning stages as we speak should be trying to do to fill the schedules between the big hitters like Doctor Who, Strictly Come Dancing and oh. other stuff. There are going to be mini one shows about, say, a type of food or <laughs> someone's organising a fate or something like that. So what, what we're going to do is take three random shows from the main broadcasters, BBC, ITV and Channel 4 and judge their abilities to make a series about random topics no one cares about but everyone will just watch for the hell of it in preparation for the scramble for Christmas content. And I
3: think this first one is actually loosely based in cause it's going to run for a few weeks. Towards the middle end of December, this one is going to feel a bit Christmassy. They've cleverly shoehorned in a vague Christmas theme to it the choir sing while you work. Yes. You know the prick. He's the go-to choir guy. There's like, there's one of these for all of them. There's a gardening guy. There's a, cycling guy He's there's the, a zookeeper guy yeah, there's gonna be it's it's the choir one isn't it
2: yeah like he says choir brings people together socially and vitally and the choirs the, the choirs face a judge in a public vote basically they're trying to make an x factor about a specific sort of singing that no one really gives a shit about <laughs> like would you go and watch choir in real life in your spare time well it's uh, to be honest... The BBC thinks you should, so they've pointed a camera at it and gone, yep, that's sure the thing that people do. Well, I've seen... When
3: I saw this, and I've kind of seen the rise of Gareth, the go-to choir guy, I think it's kind of... They're hooking in with something that is happening. It's post-Glee. The singing groups have have gone up, and they do popular covers in choir style Anybody who goes to the Boogaloo in North London... Once every Friday, once a month on a Friday night, a random choir group of about, I'd say there's probably 25 women aged 25 to 50 in there and about eight blocks as well, turn up and sing pop covers in a choir fashion. And these things are going on. I'm not going to lie. My girlfriend's tried to join a couple. They're all—they're full. You can't get in a choir for love no money. There's waiting lists on these choirs. <laughs> you know who runs one? Carl uh, Barrett out of the Libertines. His girlfriend runs one. You can't, there's about a three year waiting list to It's get into a big that thing. One. You
2: can't escape choirs nowadays. Every everywhere you walk. There's some <laughs> choir. So I thought, alright then, fair <laughs> enough. You've tried to do
3: something about choirs. Um, so I'm asking myself, as I'm sat with my girlfriend watching this, thinking, alright, as she wants to join a choir, if somebody wants to join a choir or hasn't quite got into joining a choir, or maybe you're in a choir and you want to learn more, what do we learn? And the best quote I could pull out from it was, uh, whatever his name is, Gareth, in a factory of Sainsbury's going, I've never seen so many yogurts. You learn absolutely nothing about choirs and singing. There's no choral content in it. So he's not talking about music, he's not talking about singing
2: style, um, but you do learn quite a lot about Sainsbury's. The episode that we watched is about Sainsbury's and it starts with Gareth driving there in a car saying to the camera, you know, I can't imagine what it'd be like working in a shop. It must be a soul destroying (laughs) experience, really. Just... All that food all the day. To which, as a former shop worker myself, made me leap out of my chair and go, Fuck yeah! This guy gets it! It's a soul-destroying experience! Let's have us a motherfucking choir! Honestly, the delight on the people's faces.
3: (laughs) My girlfriend was going, why are they all so excited? Because they've been told, three hours a day off for the next eight weeks, I'd be excited! I'd sing in a choir!
2: (laughs) I know! Like, that would just be amazing. But... Then he makes them sing "food, glorious food." Yeah, <laughs> like that's just a massive slap in the face. You know that thing your dreary work life is based around. Well, your entire five seconds on TV will be entirely based around that. That's gotta be depressing.
3: <laughs> that Gareth guy though is an absolute nightmare. I mean, it must be a soul destroying experience. Is one of about a thousand quotes in that in that um, episode. I think it should have been called Snob in Sainsbury's. That would have been great. That would have been a great title. Don't change the edit, don't do anything different. There was a lot more to do about snob and uh, upper class attitudes towards working class people in it than there was to do with anything to do with choirs whatsoever. Um what did he say at one point he was talking about oh it's re- it's proving really hard to together, quiet together, because you've got you know all these managers who are really extrovert, sing and great singers, and then I'm paraphrasing here, but you've got plebs and proletariat down at the bottom who can't even string a sentence together, let alone make you know a hob- <laughs> carry a tune. That's basically what he was saying. Uh, they they can't kind have of struggled to come together socially. Uh, why not? Yeah. What 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 on earth would mean they wouldn't be able to come together as a team? Is there is nothing to do that apart from the fact that the reason they're extrovert isn't the reason they're a manager. The reason there's a difference in attitude, perhaps here, is because the managers can fire the other guys. So maybe the other guys don't want to make as many jokes as they, that's, you know? kind,
2: that's kind of the point.
3: More along them lines, Gareth, than the fact that these clever people can sing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I, I kind of. I kind of think he was trying to crowbar that in so much because the Sainsbury's experience, when you're looking behind the choir, when they're actually in the choir, you can look behind them and they see, you see that on the displays behind them, the Sainsbury's have these massive love hearts all, yeah. all along the wall with motivational things like, we are giving good customer service, driving sales. And I've, I know people who've worked in Sainsbury's. This is apparently called the love wall. To oh. try and get foster a sense of the managers care about you. These poor people, they really should be singing "Fight the Power" or "Fuck the System," not "Food, Glorious Food." That would have been amazing. And at the end, they have to go to head office
1: or
3: inquire
2: to their manager.
3: Yeah, the main you, thing that
2: struck me about you, this you stuff,
3: worked at sorry you worked at Morrison's. Though, did you have any of that? Did you have to go through any
2: of that? Um, not to the extent that Sainsbury's staff have to go through. We must we must legally point out that legally they do do this. I know that they do this.
3: I was. Ra- Cracking my brains. I know somebody. I can't remember. Where, I'm sure it was Asda. Asda have an anthem that the staff have <laughs> to. They have to staff have to have to sing in the morning. And if you don't like, go for it. Your manager is stood next to you, thinking you've you've got an attitude problem, son. So you
2: have. So to- see, choir is an important thing. Choir. <laughs> there you go. Walmart told us the main thing that struck me about the choir, though. This is a second series mm. spread over eight weeks. How did, how did this get a second series? I can't remember this inspiring great public interest last year when the first series going. I think stuff just gets a second series because no one can think of anything interesting to put on at 7 o'clock. So it's just, what did you do last year? Uh, some shit about choirs. Fuck it, more of that. And he's a really
3: dislikable human being. His attempts to <laughs> G them up are atrocious. What angered me mostly about this, though, is that... It's billing itself as a programme about choirs and about singing. Each episode, I believe, is going to follow a different workplace. Um, and obviously the one we watched was about Sainsbury's, which on the BBC is really awkward and jarring. I've recently watched um, the whole series about Iceland. I think that was on Channel 4. Um, and I've watched some of the series uh, about Greg's, which I'm sure is on Sky 1. Now, they're really clear about what they're doing. They're not saying expressive dance at Greg's. You know, it's about <laughs> Greg's. Yeah. You know, it's going to be about the differences between the various teams, the various shops. It's, and, it, and also, because they've put the name of the company in the name of the show, you know and accept it's generally going to be one big smug advert for the company. But this one's trying to say it's about quite as bollocks is. The BBC wanted to make one of these docudrama things and realised the potential commercial and lucrative benefits of getting into a place like Sainsbury's, but realised also that they get absolutely routed by I don't know, The Telegraph, shall we say or, or frankly even myself for doing a, a, a pro-Sainsbury's series. So they've Bolted a choir on and said, "Oh, at least we're doing a different company every episode. Give it a different angle." Frankly, I think shameful public service broadcasting.
2: I know. It just sort of, it just takes two unrelated subjects and just bolts them together. And we're filling demographics. It's a time-saving measure. Next, I suggest that they hold a contest of octogenarians from old folks' homes to see how quickly they can build a robot Zimmer frame out of junk found at a scrapyard. Okay, we'll
3: look forward to that one. I can't wait till you're head of commissioning.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Get get me a job at the BBC. I can do it. Okay, ITV's random subject series that we come up with, Surprise, Surprise. This was you getting me back for making you read Bridget Jones, weren't (laughs) it? Yes, it it was, yes. (laughs) Surprise, Surprise is technically a remake of the Wish Fulfillment show from the 80s and 90s in which Scylla Black babysat an audience for an hour. In this, Holly Willoughby, babysits an audience for a for an hour which and they play games to see who's a, who can have their wish granted on air i think babysitting the general public is definitely the operative word here itv at its best plays down at its audience
3: this kind of saturday night entertainment get the tissues out is their worst of the worst? It's like you're hat. an audience, an ordinary member of the public. Yes, you are. Here's a cookie. Isn't this sad? Ah, oh, everybody <laughs> say ah oh, ah. Oh. Um, I quite like the silver version though. But I mean, I was eight when it was on, <laughs> so.
2: Yeah, like, the problem with Surprise, Surprise is it's the cuddliest TV show ever. Literally nothing negative is said in it, so saying anything bad about it on our end as cynics is difficult. <laughs> but fuck it, here goes Wouldn't nothing. Laziest show ever. <laughs> they call it a remake because the original show ended in 1997. It's pretty much just a continuation. The old show is exactly the same. Some producers were just going... What can we do for 7 o'clock? I don't know. Look at old shows for inspiration. Ooh, here's something bland and unobjectionable. Fuck it. More of it. Done. It's not Noel Edmonds, though, is it? I remember Noel Edmonds used to get some proper tearjerkers. Yeah, but this is just so bland and... Like, nothing, no one can say anything bad about a televisual hug, come on. And all the surprises can be sponsored by websites. That's a good idea. Companies, come on, people, less effort. (laughs) I know, how about in this episode, shut up, you're trying too hard. (laughs) This is ITV. Anyone caught putting more than five seconds of effort into a format will be fired. I'll tell you what, when they did say
3: the remake idea, you know there was probably a conversation where they were like, yeah, times have changed a little bit more. We we are allowed to sell product placement now. And they just went, don't worry, I've got it covered. <laughs> How about every time we send them on a holiday, we will get we don't have to pay for the holiday anymore, and we get a company to chuck it in and pay us maybe 10 grand so we can say the holiday was brought to you from holidays.com. And they just went, you, sir, can have a promotion. Uh, and it's been remade. <laughs> yeah. It's been remade. That, Here it is. Surprise, surprise. With... Fifteen companies in Holly Willoughby. Be. The first, what the first couple on? I was pretty infuriated <laughs> by, it, to be honest. What had she done? Set up a choir? She set up a choir. The second guy, I'm not going <laughs> to lie, I didn't bother with the third one. I skipped to the fourth. The second guy had, there been massive flooding in his local town and village. He'd run out of the house, rescued elderly people from their homes, found them warmth and shelter, then gone to his place of work, done it up as like a rescue centre. You know, all the stuff your council and government should be doing at this point. He did it all first for this town. He did all of that, ran this rescue shelter for two or three months, spent his honeymoon money on providing warmth and shelter for people who were out of their homes for, for a couple of months. The first woman set up a choir. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> the choir, if, you, if you're wondering if we're leaving something out, the only thing we're possibly leaving out is the choir was for people whose husbands are away at war. Which... I still think just amounts to you set up a choir compared to the guy who's out there in the water,
2: giving over his workplace, spending his own money. You're thinking about it too hard, Rick. Yeah, possibly. Less effort. Possibly so. And of course, to end the show, they had Heather Small singing, What Have You Done Today to Make You Feel Proud? (laughs) That was amazing. This show is meant to inspire you and shit, but to do what? To go on a show where they make you feel good about yourself so you can continue to feel good about yourself and everything you've done and life is so happy and stuff. But what's that going to achieve? (laughs) What's that going to achieve? Surprise, surprise. You're still going to die and get cremated. What's the fucking point? (laughs) I'm sorry, but this show is just so fucking depressing. (laughs) Doing nice stuff for people because it's an easy format to make and we can crowbar in product placement. Yeah, you're a bunch of dicks. ITV executives, selfish dicks. For surprise, surprise, it's brought out the potty mouth in you. I can I see know. your anger. I, I can know. see your anger. It made me so angry that show.
3: It is just one of them where they're like, no one can say anything. <laughs> no one can. It's no for one can charity. Say anything bad. It's for charity. You know, no it's been very so nice. Um, and I think, you know, what other. Bland, soulless, dead behind the eyes presenter because they've had than Holly Willoughby. Be. Bless her, she works in this building as well, and she's just bringing nothing. We, is she? we
2: should go. We should go find her and just pat her on the head and go. It's okay, you're doing a good job. Yes, you are.
3: Anyway, we should move on before you start swearing again.
2: <laughs> channel Four. Sorry, I'll
3: calm. Uh, so, Channel Four's random subject series was. Health
2: freaks. That title just sums up Channel 4's entire remit. Mm. Ew, look at all these weird people. Uh gross. Point a camera at this thing we found on someone's face. Uh he's got a maggot growing out of his ear. Uh gross. So the setup
3: is um, the scientific <laughs> test to kind of prove or disprove old wives' tales. And they, as they said at the start, they could be the saving the NHS millions. Hmm. Um, like Sexbox that we covered at the end of the last series and the quiet thing at the start of this, there's always a hook with a TV programme. They're always trying to, you know, say, this is what we're doing here. And it is normally utter tosh. There's like normally clearly one thing they're trying to hook you in with and one thing they're going to keep you with. And they're completely disparate. Um, and as was this one, the use of the word freaks. It's also wildly sensationalist, in my opinion. Does... Well, Stuart, would you consider putting cumin in your milk, as your parents, as your grandparents have done, to aid and soothe a uh, bad throat? Would would you consider that making you a freak?
2: Not really, but if it works for you, that's fine. But the first line in this edition from a montage shocked me. It was like a guy just says, ''I drink my own urine every morning, yes.'' (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you just sort of suddenly look up and you're like, huh? What? And they never fucking explained that one. Under the
3: premise. <laughs> like Under the Under the premise of health freaks, if it had been loads of people like that, and I've gone, Fair enough,
2: you're fair enough, you're a title. Freak. But everything else is like Yes, I rub toothpaste over my insect bites. No, yeah. go back to the guy that <laughs> drinks yeah. his own fucking urine. What's he trying to solve? Like, Why? Like, <laughs> and do you seriously think that I can be bothered to wade through six 25-minute episodes for it? No, guy that drinks his own piss should be just this show every week. Yeah, well, to be honest,
3: that probably is a forthcoming Channel 4 documentary. The guy that drinks his own piss. Uh, To go with the 34 stone baby and all that stuff.
2: Yeah, I know. Just throw out all the other ones. It's like, okay, guy puts copper insoles to combat arthritis. Um, Can we go back to the guy that drinks his own piss, please? (laughs) I actually looked up and paid attention at that one. Um, So,
3: incredibly bland format. Um, Three people in a strange kind of loft apartment... Style, lots of glass and exposed wood and metal.
2: I think it was one of the executives' houses. They couldn't be bothered to buy an actual studio. No.
3: Very strange. Uh, Three people sat on a sofa. Um, A man who was a doctor, I think, or seemed to at least speak like one. A woman who... Uh, must just be a presenter, but probably does all Channel Four's pre- uh, health shows, and a spiteful woman who works for a pharmaceutical company, or uh, is all I can describe as person three. And that people had to pitch their thing; they'd say, "I." Well, sadly, you didn't get to see the guy say, "I drink my own piss," <laughs> and they would decide whether to put it
2: to a clinical trial or not. Um, what did you think of the uh, the panel? Well, instead of listening to what they were saying about some of these weird old wives tales and things like that, I was doing the following. I was cutting my toenails. I was scratching my nose, (laughs) uh, wondering if I should have a biscuit or two. I'm flossing. It's just another of those on-in-the-background-while-you're-doing-other-things shows that's impossible to pay attention to. And when you look up... And someone says with a complete straight face, yes, I found that Lucozade is a good cure for chemical burns. You're just like, what the fuck happened while I was emptying the dishwasher? <laughs>
3: I, for, as with all these programs, I actually did sit there and watched every single minute. And I started a tally at the start because they were outlining all these different ideas and they say, yes, we're going to put that one to trial. No, we're not going to put that one to trial. So I started a tally. Do you know what the end result of the show was? What was it? Um, they put of all the ideas pitched they put one to test and the results were inconclusive so, so proved, nothing's been proved proved non
2: disproved non so 25 minutes you got nothing out of it
3: nothing there was nothing to be
2: said here it's just yeah. and, and we, that is nothing TV in a nutshell yeah I've got a better idea. If, if, none of you, if none of you stupid executives can think of anything interesting to do that will actually benefit society and fill that difficult 7 o'clock time slot, got an idea for a reality game show thing. We take seven really thick people and lock them in a room and force them to read the encyclopedia and remember as much of it as possible while we pump in the Barney the Dinosaur I Love You, You Love Me song as loudly as possible, and we won't turn it off for 10 hours unless they manage to recite at least 10 pages correctly over the deafening music. So that'll like give us 10 hours of programming each week. So we have sort of eight or nine mm. groups of people, and we cut between the groups of encyclopedia readers. If it runs for more than two series, National Average IQ will go up about 20%, and it would be funny, and it would mean something. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It'd be, it'd be beneficial for society, that's what I'm saying. Let's do it.
4: We haven't got any content for 7 o'clock on Thursdays
3: in December. Oh no! We've been focusing far too much on filling the Christmas schedule that we've overlooked boring toss at 7 o'clock that no one actually concentrates on when they're watching it. what can we fill an hour with? Hmm, let's see. It's gotta be Christmas themed. People tune into any old crap in December if it's got something Christmassy in it. Exposé on Shopping Center Santa's. Nah, too interesting. It's got to be something really sterile with hypnotic visuals that'll hypnotize viewers into not realizing we just wasted an entire hour of their life. Come on, people. Get me some Christmas content.
1: Hello. My name is First Name, Last Name, and this is the 7 O'Clock Something Show. And for the next four weeks, we're looking at stuff like these. Christmas baubles are round-shaped things that we hang from Christmas trees. But what I've always wondered about is why we hang them from Christmas trees. I spoke to a historian professor at the London University of Things from the Past. History. That's it. To learn more. Now I'm in a different location. Wow, it's like magic. So, Professor Historyman, what's the origin of the Christmas bauble? Well, the Christmas bauble was originally
4: designed to hang from trees to make them stand upright. Uh, you see, the, the traditional conifer tree didn't go straight up. It would grow sideways uh, in a zigzag shape or up, upside down. Uh, and people would hang round ornaments from trees to, to balance out the, the
1: distribution of weight. Wow. So, so what you're saying is that trees grow from the ground... And we put ornaments on them. Well, that that explains everything. So random shopper at a shopping district. Why do you think we hang Christmas baubles from Christmas trees? Uh, I don't know. They, they look pretty, I guess. Oh my God! Really? Wow! You've blown my mind. That's so interesting. All right. I don't need to take my head off. No, no. I, I was being serious deadly serious so this week we learnt Christmas baubles hang from trees because people hang them from trees wow that's so fascinating I've learnt literally so many things today it's making my brain hurt now here's some pop star you've barely heard of giving an awful rendition of a Christmas carol you don't know the words to
0: bye
3: Okay,
2: it, this is the bullshit Headlines. Faux trans music means one thing. Uh, we must note, we expected the papers to get up to about ethnic minorities and health and safety in the nanny state trying to steal Christmas by now, but instead it's been internet porn, benefit scroungers and the weather, and they're still the only things the papers talk about at any time of the year. We mm. get it. It snows in December, and people are lazy, and there are boobs online that anyone can look at papers. Give us something different. Hopefully by next week we'll be up and running with all the Christmas bullshit headlines. But until then, from the Express, an old favourite. You want to know what irks us? Join the queue. Study says people are annoyed by queue jumpers. This is a new piece of information we absorbed using the power of reading.
3: <laughs> You've got to love this one. This is a classic headline writing. Emails expose Miliband's fury <laughs> at nightmare balls. Brill, brill. If you put that all in block caps as well, so there's no capital B on the balls, that could mean
2: anything. (laughs) It Uh, really could. I couldn't stop laughing when I read that one. doesn't matter what the story's about. It's time to bag a bargain before house prices soar. Seriously, the Express. The property market isn't like having a deal on at Tesco. This is hundreds (laughs) of thousands of pounds that we're talking about. You can't use a line that sounds like you're saving money on a packet of vacuum cleaner bags. (laughs)
3: does my goldfish know who I am Uh, I'm I'm not going to give that one context I'm just going to pretend that an express columnist actually asked it as a serious news editorial question the
2: star something out there says blokes (laughs) (laughs) apparently a survey says that 44% of men think aliens exist apparently women don't have a neutral perspective so they couldn't be asked to include them in this survey (laughs) um You had a great one from The Standard this week. Oh, God, I love this one. This wasn't a headline. It was a picture caption of the German football team on the tube that the papers cared about for some reason. I just thought it was kind of uncomfortable for them captioning this picture underground movement. <laughs> um, I assume this is where we say they're Germans. Don't mention the war. <laughs> Apparently, the standard didn't get that joke. Still haven't watched it. Um, the
3: Sun suicide. You might have heard this one. This was in most of the papers, actually. Suicide is the word of 2013. On, <laughs> uh, oh no, sorry, sorry. Selfie is the most popular word of 2013. But anyone who prefers selfie should perhaps go and read the former.
2: Yes foot rub got me a bunion in the oven shock as a woman desperate to have kids got pregnant twice after having a foot rub they must have been having some weird sex
3: where's your foot again (laughs) Uh, it's
2: in your mouth okay (laughs)
3: Uh, Bieber has audience with Pope Um, okay they they do admit that the Pope wasn't the real Pope it was someone off TOWIE whose surname is Pope but
2: that's just pissing off isn't it that's not fair Yeah, like misleading dicks. We could have had a good story in that. It's just that arrogant little tit weasel meets someone off the TV show. Again. Um, The Express. Back to The Express. Cut above. Women stay
3: loyal to their blind hairdresser. Uh, Yeah, I saw this one. This was covered by a few newspapers again. um, Apparently, The Express are amazed that a blind person was a hairdresser before she went blind and still works a hairdresser. Uh, Yeah. People are blind.
2: Yeah, people are blind and have jobs, Express. Let you them know? get on with it. Yeah. Oh, the Metro. I love this one. It's a Premiow in uh, A cattery puts far too much effort into looking after people's pets when their owners are away. <laughs> they give cats set menus. Like, do these people think cats can read? That's why it's a set menu, you see. Yeah. They experimented
3: with the choice of three, but it was taking forever.
2: Yeah, the Metro thought it was page three material, so I guess that we should respect them for putting in so much effort. Uh, yeah, I, again, sounds to me like someone wrote a headline. We've had quite a few TV
3: shows where the title's been written before the premise. I think that's a headline. Yeah. And they went out and found the story to match Clearly it. with that one. Face Fuzz will help me catch the older ladies, uh, says the aborted... <laughs> fetus
2: from One Direction that we we and every newspaper has to talk about. Yeah, especially the Metro. Um, Commuters are not fans of One Direction. Why are they in the Metro? Ew, that sounds disgusting, which
3: is a bit of a stretch. <laughs> uh, a pregnant woman likes to spread custard on garlic bread, or, or we, actually we should say a pregnant woman
2: says she (laughs) likes to
3: spread custard on garlic
2: bread so she could be in a newspaper yeah well well done Uh, (laughs) beautiful people and they're all single some dating websites put together a calendar of beautiful people from their users since this calendar is for people who hook up with anyone based on looks alone, I'm wondering if a calendar for people who want someone actually based on their personality, it'd have pictures of their synapses or brain cells with the words love and respect and empathy, highlighting they're more than just a pretty face.
3: Or <laughs> well, perhaps just like their 150-word their blurb. Yeah. Eternal, but oh, March. Hi, my name's Dave, and I uh, work a lot for charity, and I've got a I've got three cats, some big animal lover.
2: <laughs> I've got a thing I've got a thing growing out of my face just warning you before you meet me. <laughs> can't wait for April. Evening Standard. Tory MPs call for more controls on Eastern European access to the UK. In other news, water is composed of hydrogen and oxygen.
3: <laughs> and another straight complete non-story. Retailers happy Christmas. People give money to shops in exchange for gifts. That's just how it works. That story's going to run and run and run. Jan- uh, this- Jan- January 1st, sorry, just uh, spoiler alert. January 1st, massive Daily Express headline about retailers depressed, major shop to short. It's going to be one of them, Maplin's possibly, about 20% down sale figures,
2: boom that we talked about for three months. Didn't quite happen. Nah. Uh, yeah. This Me- is my favourite one. I love <laughs> this one The Metro. Super Fuhrer animal. Impression of a journalist who wrote this one. <laughs> yes, I found another animal that looks like a famous person. story. <laughs> yeah, a dog, a cat, a house, and a kettle all look like Adolf Hitler. What I love about this one is they put a picture of Adolf Hitler next to them to compare. <laughs> As if we
3: didn't know what Hitler looked like. Oh, did they do that thing where underneath... The picture of the cat They put Adolf Hitler And underneath the picture Of Adolf Hitler They put Tiddles <laughs> <laughs> I love That it. would have been funny I love it when they do yeah, that The
2: Star of the Express And the Mirror All had the less inspiring Headline for the dog Heal Hitler So yeah. point, points to the Metro For thinking outside the box But the Mirror Did go the other step With the Hitler animals Mine furrer For the cat mm-hmm. Sea heil For the fish Ugh. And tile Hitler For the house. That's pretty good <laughs> Here we go uh, Prince Harry Hair I'm not saying anything else <laughs> He grew a beard Right Shock end to life of Brian Fictional dog in Family Guy killed off Dear mm. everyone making out this is a big deal Cartoons kill off main characters as PR stunts Because their ratings are low This is Family Guy opening ad- openly admitting it's run out of ideas uh, The star Whenever you're missing a bullshit headline Head to the star jungle
3: joey on amy sex mission i I, I just (laughs) if if you're watching
2: it you know exactly what it means if you're not watching it like me you don't want to know (laughs) let's move on bed hot brits enjoying more sex than ever Numbers gathered in a survey indicate various facts and statistics about the average British person's sex life. (laughs) For maths fans interested in these figures, the pie (laughs) charts and graphs that accompany this research will assumedly be published on the Star's website to back up these mathematical calculations. Does the Star have a website? Who the fuck knows? (laughs) (laughs) Splashing time, Vic. A Famous Victoria goes to beach, presumably splashes. The Express, Doctor's Reveal, it's never too late to get fit. Uh, the Standard, Paltrow's Laudable bauble. What, what was this about? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow and celebrity friends design Christmas baubles to raise money for homeless children. Oh, it's about charity, mate. Yes. Um, are those Christmas baubles filled with some so some of these mu- celebrities' piles of disposable income for those good causes? Then that would be laudable. Uh, yeah, anyway, it's for charity, mate, so you can't be cynical, remember? Give money and stuff. Gwyneth Paltrow, what a lovely girl. Spacey, London will always be my home. Kevin Spacey likes London and told the Evening Standard. Girl is the hood. Um, A a rapper's girlfriend wears a hood. That was a story. That's, That's news. The Daily Mail. Boris, some people's IQ is too low for economic equality. Boris Johnson returns to stand-up with three Stooges jokes about poor people. Yeah, another one where you're like, ha ah, isn't he an
3: idiot? Oh, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, he's in charge of the biggest city and capital city of this country. He, oh no. I'm not sure if this is funny anymore. Fury, as Hungarian Eurocrat, calls UK nasty. Uh, apparently the
2: male wants us to fight back and call him smelly or pull his hair or do, do something like that. Pretty much. The Metro, on track for festive misery in the one week before New Year's when rail bosses decide to raise your train fares by 4% above inflation they've announced they're not even going to bother running about 10 or 11 train services over Christmas increasing some commuter journeys by about 90 minutes oh yeah they say Merry Christmas you fucking mugs <laughs>
3: sorry as terrible it is and as you right as you are it just amuses me your, your rail thing I think there's a after a uh, lot of fucking I'm, Christmas I'm driving this driving this in <laughs> you know I'm, all aboard all aboard all aboard Stuart's train. Happy Christmas. Yeah. A furry draft excluder, which, you know, page three. A new breed of cat has short legs. That was a metro page three. I don't think I don't think you can use it as a draft excluder, though, can you?
2: Yeah. And I thought we'd end with uh, a new section sexu- new feature of this that I thought I would like. Newspaper prostitute sex line advert of the week. Oh, yeah. if you've this ever is read a good one. If you've ever read these. Um, I thought I'd suggest this as a way of indicating a paper's audience demographic as most tabloids have them The Star have won this week 74 year old granny welcomes all comers She plays dirty to make you unload oh. Appa- Apparently your average star reader is interested in that <laughs> There are actually three granny sex lines in this one Big part of their audience Oh my That is a great feature you sprung me on
3: <laughs> Now as if it wasn't bad enough reading nuts for one week Now on, you got to read it every me- week On Greg. the, on the, uh, on the uh, TFL bus or tube I'm now going to have to read the sex line pages in the <laughs> newspaper every day. Uh, all right, that's enough for our Bullsheet Headlines. We'll be hopefully back with some bullshit Christmas Headlines next week, guys. Hello, I'm Ant. And I'm Depp. Do you know what we like at Christmas?
4: Food. And at Christmas, people really love food going in their mouths and coming out the other end and we're here to tell you to go to not just any supermarket that'll sell you food this Christmas but a specific supermarket that'll sell you food this Christmas!
3: Mm. The supermarket we're advertising sells all sorts of food meaty food and vegetables food and crap in tins and trays you put in a microwave
4: for six minutes they're in cans on shelves and in aisles, and on ends of aisles, and in displays. Food! And their friendly staff are human-shaped with faces and everything. And they say helpful things like... The food-shaped object
1: you're looking for is in aisle
4: 12. Thanks, menial shop worker. You're an inspiration to us all. Morrisons. Tesco.
3: Adsda. Sainsbury's. It could be any of these. It doesn't matter. Just buy food from a supermarket nearest to you this Christmas, like you do every week anyway.
4: But remember, you're shopping there because we told you to do it.
3: Food you You eat eat in your your mouth mouth this Christmas. Christmas. A A supermarket. supermarket. Just taking a picture for Facebook in your mouth, 2013.
4: Christmas husband, have you got the Christmas decorations ready?
1: You bet your Christmas I have, Christmas wife! This Christmas.
4: Oh no, there's some sort of Christmas-related thing that we haven't got. And we don't have enough Christmas money for this Christmas thing. (laughs)
3: Christmas is ruined. Gee, that's too bad your Christmas is ruined, father of cute, innocent
1: little kid character. I know. I just want Christmas to be great for my kids to look Christmas back on. Say, how about you do some sort of
3: Christmas-related scheme to raise your Christmas money like the plot of some cheesy family
1: Christmas movie? Hey, that might just save Christmas. Christmas.
3: A movie where people say the word Christmas again and again.
1: You
4: mean Christmas Santa won't be coming this Christmas? Oh no, he'll be coming this Christmas Christmas.
3: And again.
4: Oh Christmas husband, Christmas is so un this year.
1: <clears throat> Until it loses all meaning. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas, Christmas. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. 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 It's Christmas. Christmas.
3: And sometimes just saying the word Christmas and thinking your audience will just buy it because it's Christmas and they also like Christmas is enough to justify a movie.
1: It's so good that the Christmas-related scheme, like being a shopping centre Santa, or selling Christmas-shaped things and loads of quirky Christmassy stuff, happens to have paid off.
4: Yay! I love you, Christmas Dad, and I love Christmas!
3: Christmas Christmas. A Christmas movie. Christmas 2013. uh, welcome back, and now it's time for this week. I read, uh, where we take bits of the media, we read and verbally assassinate them. And in this section, since it's nearly Christmas, and actually pleasingly, these are out at the moment, weren't they? This was these are available. Christmas adverts started in week one of November. Christmas leaflets and gift shopping idea things started coming through my doors and appearing at the front of stores in the second week of November. So we're tracking the Christmas build up here for you. Um, We take a look at these publications designed for the busy Christmas shopper because this time of year takes a lot of effort for some people. It's hard coming up with good gift ideas, you know. You've always seen catalogs free with newspapers through your door claiming to offer solutions to your gift buying woes in the form of Pages and pages of random crap no one wants. Obviously, it's it's careful to remember at this time. These aren't adverts or catalogues. These are gift uh, guides. These are gift uh, guides. Ideas. These are doing you favors. Um, and obviously, loads of websites such as Firebox have made a fortune off pret- pretending to offer stuff to people at Christmas when, in actual fact, you should probably look at this stuff and say, Would I want one? Does the person I love want one? Um, and yeah if you know if you can't be bothered thinking about the person you loved and really working out what in the last twelve months massive hints they've clearly dropped you, you can go to
2: a gift guide, yeah. They they are your saviour at this time of year. Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. We've been looking through some of these, and this one that I got through with the Radio Times. It's called Bits and Pieces, mm. um, which I think is clearly indicative of the random crap that you get. People <laughs> yeah. that you don't actually. <laughs> That's very like, postmodern, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, like would you want any of this stuff? Like this 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 catalogue was offering special items for Christmas priced under twenty pound, which seems to be admirable until you see one of the big items advertised in it is an electronics Sudoku game for £14.99
3: £14.99?
2: Yeah like even a Sudoku fan of which they probably exist maths fans would be dead keen on that one Yeah, Um, even a Sudoku fan probably has Sudoku on their phone. My phone is about 8 years old. It has Sudoku on it It was cheaper (laughs) than this electronic game thing when I bought it 8 years ago They have other really random crap stuff like the stone face tissue holder, a telescopic back scratcher a money holder. It's like the generation game. Yeah. The money holder, though. Apparently, this catalogue is designed for people who don't know where to put their money, so a money holder definitely makes sense there. I, I also um, I picked up the standard one day and found that they have a Christmas shopping guide in it. When I was looking through this, it's really quite ridiculous. You're a commuter paper standard. Do you really think that a £495 fountain pen <laughs> is something that people who... About 20% of my wages goes on travel... Are you gonna to wanna to see that splayed out in a paper? Like some pricks can afford to spend four hundred and ninety five pounds on a pen. The standard always does that.
3: I'm always like, Is this just massively aspirational? You know when they go into these restaurants and go, I spent I went for a light lunch and I spent two hundred and forty quid with my mate and you're like, who on earth can do that? Or actually Either they, they, Do the millionaire bankers pick up the standard do on the way home as I, well? I, I
2: would like to know that, because when I was looking at these, it was like £5,000 diamond sphere necklace, <laughs> £1,500 crystal bath. Who do the standard editors think... Th- Picks up their paper on the side of the tube barrier. Do they really think the Monopoly man or the CEO of Wonga is just happily wandering through King's Cross going, hmm, I wonder what to get my significant other this Christmas. I know, I'll spend 500 fucking quid on a writing instrument. And I'll find it in the standard. And I'll find it in the standard.
3: That's where I get my ideas from. Because I've got five grand to spend on a diamond sphere necklace. But I don't really want to have to pay pound twenty for the Guardian or the Telegraph today. I'm going to pick up the standard because yeah. it's free. <laughs> um, okay, so obviously the point of these guides is to stop you having to use your brain and th- think about the people that you're actually buying for. Because as the saying goes, it's not the thought that counts. Um, So this Christmas, I thought we could prepare a shopping guide for each other, Stuart. Pull out a few ideas. Pool our ideas. We're going to be the best Christmas present buyers ever. And we don't need to know know necessarily who each other's buying for. As long as we've got broad demographics in our mind. For her. For that special lady in our lives. um, what, What did we come across? I pulled out a great one that I think your girlfriend will love. Um, available this Christmas, I believe for the first time, is the Heinz Tomato Ketchup Grow Your Own gift set. This includes two Heinz Tomato Ketchup plant parts, some tomato seeds, and, of course, a very special bottle of Heinz Tomato Ketchup. It's, it's actually not special in any way. It's just a <laughs> normal bottle of Heinz Tomato Ketchup. What more could a girl want?
2: Yeah, well, what they've done the problem that they've got there... You, they've given you the finished product on top of the grow your own thing
3: <laughs> there is a glaring mistake in that isn't yeah, there yeah a
2: glaring mistake there oh the MNS catalogue which I've been looking through they think that aerial non-bio is a good gift for her since <laughs> it's the very first page in their catalogue no way yeah um, Yeah. I was, also, I was also flicking through and found interesting they have an anti-wrinkle cream called time filler clever <laughs> to make it look like the seconds aren't ticking away and you're getting that closer to the grave every second that goes by because you are aren't you and wrinkles they don't change that Mm. anyway we should probably pick
3: things up (laughs) (laughs) or to be slightly more ladylike um, Argos are doing £100 off one of their beautiful rings now you'll be sad to hear the Elizabeth Duke range is gone now that's just that. They're
2: just classics now. Elizabeth the, Elu- Duke. the Elizabeth Jewellery. So, so will the Argos catalogue soon. This will be a forgotten relic that you can buy on eBay. Yeah, um, great Christmas present, 2030.
3: However, it's it's their ring is now. It doesn't. They don't even give it a name because I think they have realised that by giving it the Duke name it didn't help. So now it's just jewellery. It's nine carat. Wow, got white gold or, or something. Uh, and it's now just two hundred and forty nine pounds. too. So if you know if you were planning on spending two hundred and forty nine pounds on jewellery for the missus, why not wait in a queue at Argos <laughs> to make it feel really special?
2: Yeah, I know. I've searched so long for that corporate experience. You could life. take her along <laughs> and say, "Now you wait there, love. Get her the
3: ticket and then give her the ticket and go. It's order QB. Your number two hundred and forty nine. <laughs> Just you wait. Just That's you special wait.
2: this Christmas. <laughs> la 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 la." Um, so for him, so for that special for those
3: blurks. yeah, your, your your boyfriend or your best mate or your subscription for nuts, brother
2: or husband <laughs> subscription for nuts, for your nephew. I don't know, just thinking of blokey blurk things. Yeah, yeah. Um, the most blokey thing that I found for him in the M&S catalogue was a mug with a reindeer on it and wine. why why, why did why did you include any of this stuff yeah because i had so much trouble thinking of getting a mug with a reindeer on it that's a present that someone wanted i have to admit and uh, many of my family will attest to this
3: thank god for alcohol when you really can't think of anything (laughs) yeah he's either a whiskey man a red white man or a particularly nice stout man um Boom, and fella
2: sorted either either way alcoholic liquid
3: yeah um now somewhere definitely for men is maplin my girlfriend hadn't even heard of it up until 3 months ago when i had to explain what it was i'd barely heard of it until you just handed me the catalog you're joking man maplin is barely. amazing if you're into, if you're into wires it. and electronics it's on it's on every high street as well but <laughs> people can say Jazzy's saying to me now, like, oh, also another Maplin. Yeah, no, it's everywhere. It's, I don't know. It's probably I, I know where accessorize is. I don't expect you, you know, I <laughs> don't go there, but I've heard of it. Um, Maplin, if you're into leads and wires and plugs and stuff like that, like I am.
1: Is amazing
3: uh, not really somewhere I imagined that would do a Christmas gift catalog but they do and it's great of him I found the most wonderfully dangerous thing for just 30 pounds you can get an adapter that you fit to your car battery right at the other end presumably inside the car well, I have to be in your car you get a three pin plug socket you know like a plug socket on a wall You can have one of them in a box in a car. Who wants that? <laughs> who wants to use stuff while you're driving? That is the most dangerous thing I've ever. Hey kids, what are you doing there in the back? <laughs> just, uh, just sticking my finger in. Or, or, or you're on your commute, and that like hideous thing that everyone's done in the car. Oops, I've spilt some of my coffee. Oh my god, I've <laughs> crashed. I've turned myself into a driving hydrogen bomb. <laughs> yeah, just people. You do
2: people who might actually buy this you do know that it's several tons of metal that you're piloting at 70 miles per hour down a motorway right yeah and you're gonna put it's already
3: clearly must be one of the most dangerous inventions ever when you take take what? into account this only guns and knives must be ahead of cars <laughs> in terms of danger and now you're gonna fit an extra power point in the middle of it that anyone can use at any time um, I suppose maybe you could plug your hair straighteners into it though So maybe, maybe it is one for the girls Maybe You could alternatively get a universal shelving unit If you hated your other half, dad or brother Can there be anything less impressive or pleasing on Christmas morning Than a universal shelving unit <laughs> Still, it does come with three or five shelves And save one third of the moment in the Argus catalog for just £11.99 And
2: you can spend most of your Christmas day laughing as they fail to put it up <laughs> Christmas gift suggestion there from Argos remember the that- entertainment value mostly <laughs> Yeah. Um, apparently maplins think that remote control helicopters are good enough to waste their entire first page on them There's nine different remote control helicopters there two of which look exactly the same with 20 pounds difference like between 80 and 50 pounds Um, there's definitely been I don't know what major
3: worldwide technological advancement there's been but at some point in the last 18 months probably the last 12 months toy helicopters have got majorly expensive and they're definitely now for grown men they're not for children anymore they're They're for
2: blacks we like to fly a blacky helicopter
3: you've got a job you work in you're an accountant you've you know you've studied for years doing maths you You like to read the classics. Uh, I've got you a toy helicopter. (laughs) Thanks. Fly that helicopter. Anyway, for the kids, um, I found a fantastic one. I think this this might have been in Argos as well. Uh, It's called Puzzle Store. The complete puzzle workstation. Which is actually nothing more than a briefcase. They've suggested you can keep your jigsaw pieces in. Yeah. Doesn't everyone just keep the pieces
2: <laughs> in, in the, the box it came in. it make it quite difficult if you're trying to do 15 puzzles at once.
3: Yeah, I don't, there's no particular sections to it either. Um, and Anyway, it's currently 15% off at Argus, so you might want to hurry on down to get that one.
2: Yeah, I know. Big seller this Christmas. <laughs> um, Boots have as the start of their for the boys section. Three the boys. It leads with the phrase, get it right for teens, with... A series of bathroom gift sets. Oh, God. Dear person who put this together, literally everyone knows that this is what you get when you got, haven't got the faintest idea who you're buying it for. Yeah. Oh, Oh. thanks,
3: panty I, d- I do appreciate it that it d- having not seen you for 12 months, <laughs> you've gone to the trouble of buying me another th- another Christmas present and this bathroom gift set will have to do. You know, (laughs) It is the opposite of getting it right this Christmas It's the opposite of a present Maplin have got it right though Remote control helicopters, remote control cars Remote control tanks, remote control motorbikes Remote control spy tanks I was struggling with them for little girls But under their games and gadgets section I found this one Which I think if you've got any young nieces I know you haven't got a daughter just yet Stuart But if you've got a young niece I think you should get her The Oregon Scientific LW301 Anywhere Weather Kit. View real-time and historical weather data collected from sensors via your smartphone or computer. Comprehensive weather data including barometric pressure, temperature, humidity, (laughs) rainfall, wind speed, wind direction, and you guessed it, UV. Don't even know what that means. Includes internet-connected hub, weather sensor, rain sensor, wind sensor, and online data storage. Uh, yours for only one hundred and forty nine pound ninety nine. Um, it does. It does.
2: Whatever, <laughs> whatever the fuck that is.
3: It does require five batteries. Uh,
2: for what? <laughs> I don't know. It, what is the? Let me see that. It's
3: basically, a weather station. Top right corner.
2: What the fuck is that? It's, it's I don't even know what that does. <laughs>
3: if you've watched the weather and thought, how do they do that? For 149.99, <laughs> you can learn exactly how they do
2: that. <laughs> so <laughs> anyone whose ch- kids want to be weather people, <laughs> yeah. not even weather people, people that write the weather for them. Yeah.
3: Put them off it for <laughs>
2: life with the Oregon SW weather game <laughs> kit. Okay. Yeah, main, que- main question that I have over kids' toys this Christmas... Why the shit are Furby's 60 pounds? <laughs> no, they're codding bastards. It's a furry animal that, seriously, seriously, if this was based on a real animal, it would never survive in the wild. <laughs> it's so brightly coloured and has a really loud and squeaky voice. It would get eaten by predators immediately. It doesn't even have our fucking arms. It would fall flat on its face, whatever it tried to do. And yet, this fake pet is worth 60 pounds.
3: I think you're being a bit cynical, though. I don't think my issue isn't really with its legitimacy as an actual animal. <laughs> oh, mine is. Uh, <laughs> I think a fairer point might be who they will pay £60 for a cuddly toy. Definitely. Tell you what, they're making some money. They'll make hay while the sun sh- Sunshine guys because in a year or something, Furbies aren't going to be the big thing and you're going to be left with a lot of stock. Um, So, we're going to play a game with these. Um, We've each picked um, three real items we've found in these catalogues and online that no one would want. And we've made up one. And we're each going to take guesses at which ones are real and which ones are fake. Um, Neither of us know what the other's got. Um, I'll start. I went down the route of four men because I'm just amazed at how more and more childish the four men sections are getting and it's not in that kind of ironic desk toy fashion anymore it's now oh, look at this one there's an interesting line of bathrobes doing the rounds which for 40 quid uh, i mean seriously for 40 quid you could get a really damn nice bathrobe you know a lovely one 40 quid you can dress your grown man of a husband brother father as one of his favorite fictional characters so, here you are, Stuart. I want you to spot the odd one out. Which one is not yet available in grown man size for £40 from Argos? I've got three. You've got Boba Fett from Star Wars, which comes with a contrasting belt and cuffs. You've got Wolverine from, from X-Men, Sorry, which has a, a realistic nail-slashing mark and looks like blood's kind of dripping down uh, on the back. Or Del Boy from Only Fools and Horses, <laughs> which is the full Delboy fleece jacket made into a luxury fleece robe. 100 percent polyester. I don't I don't know how them two go together. Um which do you think then? Is it can you not dress your which which two can you dress your man as this, this Christmas time?
2: Um I'm I think it's Boba Fett and Wolverine that you can dress your man as this Christmas. And you think that you can't dress him as Del Boy? Um, well, it's possible, but I don't think it's on sale. You would be wrong. Which one is it? It's
3: but Del, the, the odd one out is Wolverine from X-Men. That is not yet available in men's sizes, but I'm sure that's on its way. However, Del Boy <laughs> is. You know, like his fleecy coat. Like he's kind of John Motson with the white and the camel You are actually thing. shitting
2: me. People want that. Uh,
3: look at that. Has he
2: got to Find it. Look. You, you can go. buy the shit out of that 40 pounds wow 40 pounds that is an epic fail and
3: I, and I also love the description of it being and this is literally i've not i'm not paraphrasing here there's no dot 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 in this only fills and horses del boy bathrobe del boy's jacket made into a luxury fleece robe full stop 100 polyester full stop <laughs> No luxury (laughs) fleece
2: robe is 100% polyester, ladies and gentlemen. No. No way. way. I've played the game differently to you. I have chosen random items of absolutely no real world value that have a massively large price tag for what they are. Right, okay. Okay. um, First item is cubed earwax. Do I have to to guess the price? No, you have to guess which one of these is real and is actually on sale. Um, which is a tub of sweets. Okay, it's not made out of earwax. It's not real earwax. It's just cream, but it has the word earwax on the tub. Mm. You can pay five ninety nine for that. Um, Great. Yeah. The other one is uh, uh, magic stone, which is a stone that's magic. It's actually just sort of a USB storage device thing that you oh, plug into see. your computer. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but they say it's magic and it's got a pair of eyes on it. How much is that? Um, that's twelve ninety nine. Um And a horse dress-up kit. Which is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Is that for me to dress up as a horse or <laughs> no, me to you dress know how a horse in, up? No, you know how in um, Monty <laughs> Python and the Holy Grail, um, they have instead of having actual horses, they have a person behind them clip clopping coconuts <laughs> S- together. Sorry, I'm just amused by the idea of dressing my horse up as <laughs> Del Boy from <laughs> <laughs> Pills and Horses. This is the problem with mental imagery. Yes, it's <laughs> a um it costs twelve ninety nine and it's basically a coconut cut in half. And they're actually selling it as they're a? actually selling it as a horse dress that's up a, kit Monty great. Python licensed product Spamalot no, no. yes oh, yes that one so clever. which is which is the actual real thing is it the horse dress up kit the cube deer wax or the magic stone only one of them's real um oh, not an, oh, no um, t- uh, which one of them's fake sorry okay
3: I think I think the Monty Python I think you're trying to get me there because you would come up with a, a Monty Python reference but that sounds just crazy enough to be real the magic stone. You dropped in some vague detail about USB, but not a lot else. Cube earwax- Wax is pretty damn wacky. I think I think the magic stone's fake. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> definitely.
2: Definitely. So yeah, you can buy all these things if you hate someone that much. So if
3: yeah, just go and buy buy people buy, buy things buy things buy, buy th- now for him. For her, for your kids, buy them, buy them.
1: We
0: to have a good time!
3: Here you are, Damien. Happy Christmas. Oh, wow,
1: a random interchangeable object. Thanks, Mum. The random interchangeable object. It's the thing everyone's been asking for this Christmas.
4: Here you are, Liz. Oh, wow, it's a thing that does something. It's just what I've always wanted. Do you, do you like the stuff on top of it? Oh, it's
1: fabulous, and really useful for the stuff that I do. Random Interchangeable Object does everything. It washes your car. The dishes. Entertains the kids for hours. (laughs) Meow, pow, pow. Yay, we beat the bad guys, Random Interchangeable Object. It looks stunning at parties. It compliments you when you're feeling low. I love you.
4: Oh, random interchangeable object. You're the greatest.
1: All this and more. Random interchangeable object. The perfect Christmas present for literally everyone. Order now. Order me or I'll die.
3: So, just before we go, it's time for Reality Check. The portion of the show where Stuart and I take serious topics and attempt to offer some insight into endlessly debated issues. Um, with one of us taking a side and the other taking another and we kind of put it to the house for some kind of resolution thing. Uh, and since it's that time of year, late November, it's the time of poverty and stress that is Christmas. It's It's upon us. Was it's you?
2: everywhere. It's all around nowhere.
3: Look at the snow app- <laughs> on oh no, a oh no, wait. Hang on, this is radio. Yes, look at the snow outside the window. <sighs> it's beautiful. Walking in a winter was that, wonderland. Was that a reindeer?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I love how you looked. Um, so, we're going to ask this week Has Christmas got two commercials, Stuart?
2: Well, I think we can all say that at Christmas we focus far too much on the material things when we really should be focusing on each other and our burning hatred that has built up over the course of a year thinking, fucking why do I have to spend all of my time with people who I really don't like that much and then at Christmas time I just have to love them because, you know, it's Christmas... (laughs) That's the time of the year that you're supposed to love people. Why can't we love each other all year round? You're such an embedded old cynic, but also (laughs) romantic at heart. Uh, Our
3: next question then is, have people that go endlessly on and on about how Christmas has gotten to commercial, have they gotten really boring by this point?
2: Yeah, they probably have been. It's a very cliché topic for cynics at Christmas. Yeah, I think we so. were we were expected to do that, weren't we? Pretty much.
3: <laughs> this is incredibly postmodern, by the way. Um so uh, I think so too. We get it. We'll stop going on about it as well, kind of. Our final question. Are people who ask have people that go on endlessly about how Christmas has gotten too commercial, gotten really boring by this point, smart-ass little pedants?
2: No, I think we are. I th- we're on. We're making a very clever point. Same here. What idiots. They don't recognise our genius. We have so many layers. Anyway, shall we go carol singing? Let's cue the backing singers. On the first day of Christmas, my true love sent to me a toy
1: helicopter for a grown man.
0: On the second day of Christmas, my true love sent to me two apple max. A toy, toy
1: helicopter
3: for a grown man. On the third day of Christmas my true love sent to me Three Furby Booms Two Apple Macs And a toy helicopter for a
1: grown man On the fourth day of Christmas my true love sent to me Four Travel Macs Three Furby Booms Two Apple Macs And a toy helicopter for a grown man
4: On the fifth day of Christmas my true love sent to me
0: Five GHDs, four travel mugs, three
1: Furby booms,
0: two Apple Max, and a toy helicopter
1: for a grown man. On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me six flying fairies, five GHDs, four travel
0: mugs, three
1: Furby booms, two
0: Apple Max, and a toy
1: helicopter for a grown man.
0: On the seventh day of Christmas, my true love sent to me seven styles of sat-nav,
1: six flying ferries,
0: five GHDs, four travel mats,
1: three furby booms,
0: two Apple Macs, and a toy
1: helicopter for a grown man. On the
3: eighth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me eight wandy toy dolls, seven
0: styles of sat-nav, six
1: flying ferries,
0: five GHD, 4
1: travel Marks. 3 furby booms,
0: 2 Apple Macs, and a toy helicopter for a grown man. On the
1: ninth day of Christmas my true love sent to me 9 lady
0: spadas,
3: 8 wandy toy dolls, 7
0: styles of satin
1: 6 flying fairies,
0: 5 GHPs. 4 travel mugs,
1: 3 furby booms,
0: 2 Apple Macs, and a
1: toy helicopter for a grown man.
4: On the 10th
0: day of Christmas, my true love sent to me 10 wireless keyboards ladies, 8 wandy toy dolls 7 styles of sat-nav 6 flying ferries 5 GHDs 4 travel mats 3 furby booms 2 Apple Macs And a helicopter for a grown man
1: On the 11th day of Christmas, my true love sent to me 11 heated slippers 10 wireless keyboards
0: 8 1D Dolls 7 styles of sat 6
1: flying fairies 5 GHDs
0: 4 travel mags
1: 3 Furby booms 2
0: Apple Macs And, and a toy
1: helicopter, helicopter for a grown man
0: On the 12th day of Christmas my true love sent to me 12 headphone earmuffs
1: 11 heated slippers
4: 10 wireless keyboards
0: 9
4: ladies 8 1D Dolls
0: 7 styles of sat 6
1: flying fairies
0: 5 GHDs to
1: Apple Max Three Furby Booms Two
0: Apple Max And a toy helicopter
1: For a grown man
0: yeah.
1: oh, Guys, yeah.
4: happy Christmas yeah.
1: so I love the harmonies on the head Oh, that was awful, I loved it
0: Zone 1 Radio <laughs>